Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. He's Brandon. I'm Larry. We believe in silence. So here's five seconds of it, just in case you won't get any silence the rest of your day. You know, Brandon, if you go to wherever you get this podcast, maybe it's Apple, Spotify, wherever you go, if you go there and leave a comment, at the same time you're doing that, a puppy gets born. So if you want more puppies, leave a comment for the Smarticle podcast. What do you think about that idea? I think I didn't know that, but I'm excited about that. I needed a little bit of levity in my day, Larry. As you know, it's been a challenging 24 hours for Brandon, so... I'd like to think that there are more puppies in the world. I mean, maybe someone doesn't like puppies, so they're not going to do it. But I think most mm. of us do like puppies. Cruella right? DeVille. <laughs> yes, there I mean, you go. About it, right? All right. Today's topic is so perfect because Brandon's marriage is perfect. So this is perfect. <laughs> so this is perfect. I do he- love that you take serious <laughs> topics, especially I'm your foil, to talk about uh, uh, things like that when everyone knows that nobody's marriage is oh, perfect. And what? Lord knows my marriage oh, is not perfect. Well, I, I love I, my wife and I love my marriage and I'm really happy in it, but it's not perfect. I think as you listen to today's episode, people will in fact find that your marriage is perfect. So let's get into it. Oh, okay. The key to a happy, stable marriage. This comes via the great Raina Cohen. She's the author of The Significant Others, Reimagining Life with Friendship at the Center. She wrote it in the New York Times. Brandon, the woke Amaga meter, please. All right, really quick, 30 seconds. Raina Cohen is wicked oh, smart. Her Oxford, Northwestern, she's a legitimate journalist. Probably pretty woke on the mocha meter. I'd probably go six, seven, but she she's really, really interesting. I love her writing. I actually kind of dove down a little bit into what she does because she's like a, she talks about relationships and I it just really touched the nerve with me, so I really appreciate it. I'm giving her a six on the mocha meter. Full confession before we get going, I am coming up on 20 years of marriage. A marriage, Yikes. which, by the way, we invited Brandon to. Oh. He turned us down. You, I we, was out of the country. No, you were, in fact, here. We told you to come, and you said, no, I don't want to bring you a blender. No, I had been back for like two days. I did not want to come up, show up to your wedding when I had been, I said I wasn't going to be there. So I you know. came back. Or, I'm just saying. You didn't and, want it. I didn't want to get you a toaster. I didn't want to have to get you a toaster. For full confession, I was actually at your marriage. How long ago was that? Uh, that was a long time ago, man. Almost 20 years ago. Okay. No, I've been married for 20 years. You have not yeah, been married. I said almost. The the, the definitive okay. word that I used was almost. So All 18 right. years, Larry. Yes. Do you Here, still have the glass from our wedding? I do. I have both of them. I love them. I drink wow. out of them every weekend. Yeah, I love them. Wow. That's legit, dude. I love it. A study measuring the stress hormone cortisone in married people found that spouses who felt satisfied with the social support they had outside of marriage showed less physiological stress from day-to-day marital conflicts than those who weren't as satisfied. Just as in finance, in our social life, it's wise to diversify your portfolio. She has a little bit more. I share a home with my husband, two close friends, and their two children. Our friends' perspectives, passage in social communities, have made my my and my husband's lives fuller and more dynamic. Through our setup, I've arrived at a clearer sense of what an ideal marriage looks like to me, not one in which my husband and I are cocooned, gazing into each other's eyes as lovers <laughs> are so yes. often depicted. Deeply lava. But looking outward, anchored in a circle of people we love. 
Okay, so I know this is going to sound like a dumb question on the face of it, Brandon, but do married couples actually think their marriage will be better if they're isolated and spend the most time possible only with themselves? I think there are a tremendous amount of insecure people out there, both men and women, but I think it's probably driven more by women. And that's just my gut thing. I don't have any real proof, definitive proof, but maybe just what my observation. So that's not, you know, it's not definitive, but you're not a marriage- idea that somehow if you're out, like if you're out with your friends, there's something wrong with your marriage. Like if your significant other is going and spending time with their friends, that that means their marriage is not good. And I actually, I loved this article. She, this should be given to every new couple that gets married in America every day, every time. Make it a good thing better? Yes. It's way better than making a good thing better. This is about having a healthy perspective on life. I thought she was, I want to go buy this book and read it because I think it's so fantastic. I think it's just spot on, at least in my observation. So it immediately made me think of the analogy, which we use all the time, get your bingo square out, the Serengeti, right? Yeah. If you were out in the Serengeti, the original man 300,000 years ago, we all had a bunch of teepees and we saw into each other's marriages, right? But mm-hmm. now, 300,000 years later, we're all in our tiny co- cocoons and nobody sees what actually goes on. Sure. Nobody sees what goes on in a marriage anymore. No, and I and I think that people purposely hide what goes on. You know, when somebody once said to us, you know, not not that long ago, but our friends here were like, you know, you guys, you guys are like the Bickersons, but I really appreciate oh. that you don't have a whole lot of unvoiced thoughts. And it's very true in our marriage. We just, if we disagree with something that the other person's doing, there's no holds. It's like, no, I disagree, and we don't care if you're around us. We don't. If you're our friends, you're going to see what we've got going on now. We try to do it respectfully. We know that some people are not comfortable seeing people argue. Maple's like, Daddy, Mommy, why are you arguing? I was like, because normal people have arguments, sweetie. That's life. And and I think when you see those couples that never argue, I'm like, ooh, you're creeping me out, Stepford Wife. Okay, I love that someone called you the Bickersons. That's awesome. And I, di- me and my wife argue definitely a lot more a lot, than my lot. parents did. So something different, and it does make my kids feel uncomfortable a lot. All three of them are oftentimes when we're having a heated, they're like, I mean, I could just see my daughter. Good for them, though. Good for her. It, it is to a, a point, right? I mean. What's bad about it? Well. Does she know that you love each other? Yeah. Are you committed to each other in your marriage? Yeah. Do you respect your wife? Yeah. Does she respect you? Yeah. Then you're showing your daughter what a healthy relationship looks like. It's not, I mean, that's, that's probably, I. I know we're we're sort of breaking this down, so I don't want to shoot every arrow in the quiver today, but one of the biggest problems that modern American marriages have, I firmly believe this. I stopped, not your wedding, but I, I just don't like weddings. And the reason I don't like weddings yeah. is I feel like everybody puts all their emphasis into that one day, financially, emotionally, everything. It's like the greatest day. And then you're like, anybody that's been married for any length of time goes... Yeah, my marriage was cool, but I barely remember it because I've had three kids since then, four jobs, two homes. Like, there's just a lot going on. There's too much over-romanticization of marriage. You're absolutely right. But damn, you're a grumpy old fart who just is. No, I'm not. I love romantic. I I love the idea of romantic marriage. Can we just give them their day with a party and eat the bad buffet and have an open bar? Yeah, I do. No, no, that's not. that. Let's go back to our Serengeti Square. Back when people were in community with other people, 
there was a dowry brought. That meant literally it was a it was a property exchange. Yeah. So you were celebrating because the whole community was celebrating. You don't want to talk about that. That's the truth. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you with this idea that marriages should be, and what she's saying in this article is it's community. Like it isn't, it shouldn't be just about two people. It should be about your friends, your family, everyone getting married together. Yes, because you are in a sense... If you have good friends, if you have good family and community, we all know those stories about people that lose friends or kind of distance from family members because of a marriage. That is flat out wrong. That should not happen. But that's because people put an emphasis too much on their marriage and not enough on their community. She even talks about it in this article. I don't know if you want me to talk about it now, Larry, but I loved her example of take a piece of paper and draw circles like of the amount of time and energy and emotional energy you spend with people. And if you find that your circle with your spouse is way bigger than it with your community, like tiny little bubbles, your community, one giant, then you might want to really be looking at your marriage because you're probably spending too much time with your significant other and not enough in your community. Which leads right into the question that I have for you. Like do people that have been married for a short time or long time or whatever stage you're in your marriage really not believe that you need close friends. You just don't understand that. I think there has been a demonization of community. I truly do. I think that there's the, the wedding industrial complex makes it so much that it's got to be movies. It's got to be, Oh, so, we're so in love. It's the wedding. So That's not love. life. I don't know, bro, but I'm saying yes. But what I'm saying is if you go into it thinking, Oh, we're going to be madly in love. And it's going to be this burning fire of love for the rest of our lives. It's not going to happen. What keeps a marriage healthy and happy is when you have good people in your life that you can go to with other stuff, right? When you go to your friends, look, you and I have been working together. We've been friends for a long time. We've been working together very intensely for the last three years. 20 years. And we have had our little, we got our little fights. Well, mostly because you're- you don't work that hard, mostly, but go on. You come in here and tell me that I'm not doing enough yes, and you're this not. and that and the other thing, and you, you, you throw these, these these hand grenades at me, yeah. and I hate it. I <laughs> hate when you do it because I think you're a complete dick. That's it, Pat. Your son can be very mean sometimes, <laughs> but here's what I truly okay. believe. Ooh, this is going to be good. I believe that you've made me better oh. at what oh. I'm doing because of that. I'm not sure I've made you better oh. because I don't know who pushes into you. You completely, Brandon. No, but I think that the point is, is that I truly appreciate our fights. They're hard. Sometimes mm. I'm just like, F that guy. He is a D bag. He is such a flamethrower. But part of your, and you've said this, part of your communication style is that you are, you let it build up and build up and build, and then it explodes. That's not healthy. That's a, you've said that yourself about your, your, with your wife, that you probably better off saying, Hey, you know what? This is kind of bugging me a little bit. Let's deal with it. But regardless of that, when you explode, I always find nuggets. I call them Larry Olson poop nuggets, but they're actual nuggets of of truth in there that's helpful for me personally. So that's a, that's something that I've committed to. I've committed to you, Larry. I've committed that no matter what you do, I'm in it with you, dude. I'm in it. I don't know how we transition back to. Uh, I, are we getting married? <laughs> but that's part of that's part of the deal. But no. That's what she talks about in the in the uh, article is that that a friendship can be just as important as a marriage. When you say your marriage has got to be up on this pedestal, it's so much more important. Man, you say that to some people and they will lose their minds. When you say, "Listen, man, 
you gotta you gotta cultivate those friendships because your marriage should not be transplanting all the we people say, oh, I'm marrying my best friend. I'm like, whatever, dude. It is a partnership. It is a business partnership. It's an it, it is an economic, it is a, f- a familial partnership. It is a partnership. And anybody that has a healthy marriage probably says that. You might not use that terminology because people get mad at me when I use that, but Ugh. it is a partnership between you and another person. My friendship with you okay. is also a partnership, but in a different way. I feel like you've gone off the reservation just a smidge. No. And I will try to bring it back just, okay. just a little bit. I don't think so. Just in the idea of what this article is trying to say. From what I, yep. my takeaway okay. from it is yep. that I need friends. My wife, needs friends and guess what we need friends together like you got there needs to be a it's not okay if i just have my own friends and she has her friends we have to have co-friends that just seems like it's balance in a marriage where there are other people involved in your business yeah and it goes to your serengeti comment is that if we lived in a village we wouldn't be able to sort of like go, oh, I'm only going to hang out with you once every six months. Otherwise, I'm just going to stay in my teepee by myself. I mean, no, you would be living communally. Like if you lived communally in a sense that you prepared meals together and you raised children together and you you played and you all the things that we do together, you did that. You would know those people better and they would know you better and they know your marriage better. So I thought today's takeaway was going to be that your marriage was perfect, but what I found out is that we're actually married. I didn't know. Did we? <laughs> we are in a relationship, Larry, and I think that you make a joke about that because you're uncomfortable <laughs> with ex- hey. with sort of expressing who you really are. But I'm going to say right now on the Smart Uncle Podcast with millions of listeners worldwide that Larry is getting more and more comfortable in his own mm. skin, and this show is going to help him be a better husband a better father, and just as importantly, a better friend. Brandon, thank you for that. Also, I'd like to thank you today for sharing that sometimes people call you the Bickersons. Brandon, thank you.